Everybody want to find a seat and we'll get this service started. Good morning to everyone that's on Zoom. Thank you for joining us. I am happy to see all your beautiful faces this morning. And we have a we have a small group this morning, so if you feel confident and bold enough, come on up toward the front and we can be closer. None of us bite. If you don't feel safe, it's totally okay. It's not a, no pressure at all. <laughs> all right, well, my name is Heidi, and I am one of the pastors here at House Church. Welcome to everyone this morning. We're so glad to see you. I am going to do some announcements. We're going to do our mission and ethos. We're going to have a little bit of prayer. We're going to have a peace blessing. Woo -woo. We won't have Bob James this morning. Um, Bob is, and I'll just say this now while I'm thinking about it. Bob James needs our support and our prayer. He is not well in his body. Um, he woke up this morning with a 103 temperature, is that what you said? Um, so he's been fighting for almost uh, over a month now um, trying to get well in his lungs. And so um, I want to encourage all of you to be praying for he and Kelly. They're actually going to be in a different space this week to see if maybe their environment is part of the problem. So be praying for not only healing but for wisdom as well. And if you would like to, where they're staying is like an Airbnb. And, you know, House Church, one of the things that we do that I love so much is we are in constant support of one another, whether it's in prayer or finances or however we can do that. So if you feel like you want to help support um, Bob and Kelly, you can always do that by going on to Tithely and donating specifically to them. And we'll make sure those funds get to them to kind of help support them as they're living in a different space to see if there's something in their space that might be causing some of the problems that he has. So this morning you'll be, can expect to be together about an hour. And let's do our ethos together. And I liked what Pastor Marcia did last week, had us all stand up for the ethos. So if you want to stand, you can, but you certainly don't have to. But let's read it together. All right. House Church's mission is to connect people with God and with, with each other in an atmosphere of love and grace. As a faith community, we are committed to living relationally according to the values of our ethos. Married, divorced, and single here, it's one family that mingles here conservative and liberal here, we've all got to give a little here. Doubt and believe here, we all can receive here. LGBTQIA plus and straight here, there is no hate here. Woman, man, and trans here, every gender, binary or non, can here. Whatever your race here, for all of us a place here. Rich or poor here, class differences dissolve here. Able-bodied or differently abled, you're part of the body of Christ here. Neurodivergent or neurotypical, you have the mind of Christ here. Popular and accepted or outcast and rejected, we all belong in Christ here. In imitation of the extravagant love God has for each of us and all of us, let us live and love the best we can 
by putting people first and labels second. Woohoo! Give a hand clap for that. I think we have a pretty awesome, e- uh, awesome ethos. I have an awesome ethos. You can have a seat. <laughs> I also want to say uh, welcome back to our Pastor Bonnie and Tamara Labak and Beckett Labak. Um, most of you know, but I'll just say it again, that uh, Pastor Bonnie's been on retreat, and she is still in retreat. She is holding closely in her heart the wonderful things that she has received from her time, so she is emerging slowly, and we support her and encourage her, and we pray for her because she's seeking vision and wisdom for you know the forward growth of our church. So hold her and her family in prayers. And uh, I believe with my whole heart that something really awesome and amazing is coming for us. All right, we have nursery. This is so amazing, and I'm so grateful for this. We've been wanting nursery for a while, and we, we have it now, ages 0 to 5. If you get here at 1020, you, um, nursery will be available for you. And even if you get here after 1020, nursery will be available. We have that, and we've been wanting that for a while. So thank you to April for making that happen. Um, Also, if you are not connected um, in the church directory, we encourage you to fill out a welcome card. They're over here on this table, um, and you can give it to me after service, and I'll make sure that we get you put in the directory. The purpose of that is so that you can stay connected. You can get emails. You can get text messages. And then myself or one of the other pastors, Pastor Marsha or Pastor Bonnie, will reach out to you and just kind of get to, we can get together and have coffee and get to know one another and we would love for you to be connected in that way. And always, always, always want to say thank you for giving. It does make a really big difference. Our budget is so good right now, and that's because all of you have amazing, giving, generous hearts for this ministry, and I appreciate that. Thank you for continuing to do that. We also have our House Church app. If you don't have the app, come and talk to me, and I'll help you figure out how to get it. If I can't help you, somebody else will. <laughs> We'll find somebody, but the app is really fun. You have access to our podcasts. You have access to the recorded services. You have access to our coffee and theology that we have on Wednesday mornings where some really, really amazing conversations take place. Those get recorded, and so you have access to that as well. And you can see the different kinds of groups that we have on the church directory as well. So I'm going to show you that. And the food pantry in the back The doors are open in the food pantry. If you feel like you need something, please take whatever you need. And if you have things at home, if it's like it's getting to be spring, so we're all cleaning stuff out. Um, If you want to bring some food down to put into the food pantry, we appreciate it because a lot of times we have folks come in that need food from there. So we're glad that we can be a blessing in that way. All right. I am going to... um, I would be amiss if I didn't mention this morning... um, what's happening in the Ukraine, and gosh, I don't think I've ever been affected this way. Um, by something like that that's happening, but I have a, a blessing from a book, um, The Cure for Sorrow, that Pastor Bonnie told us about. It's called Blessing in a Time of Violence, and I want to read this to you, and then we're going to pray together, and then we'll do some... Um, uh, grace and peace together. Well, we'll, he- we'll hear from Amber first, and then we'll do grace and peace. So this is called Blessing in a Time of Violence, which is to say this blessing is always, which is to say there is no place this blessing does not long to cry out and lament, 
to weep in words in sorrow, to scream its lines in sacred rage, which is to say there is no day this blessing ceases to whisper into the ear of the dying, the despairing, the terrified, which is to say there is no moment this blessing refuses to sing itself into the heart of the hatred and the hateful, the victim and the victimizer, with every last, last ounce of hope it has, which is to say there is none that can stop it, none that can halt its course, none that will still its cadence, none that will delay its rising, none that can keep it from springing forth from the mouths of us who hope, from the hands of us who act, from the hearts of us who love, from the feet of us who will not cease our stubborn, aching, marching, marching. Until this blessing has spoken its final word, until this blessing has breathed its benediction in every place, in every tongue, peace, peace, peace. Let's pray together. Thank you, God. I thank you that you are with us in this time. You are with our brothers and sisters, the beloved in the Ukraine, with those that are in Russia, God, those everywhere that are affected by this conflict that's happening right now. And Father, I thank you that you are a refuge and a strength. I thank you that you are an ever-present time, in ever-present help in times of trouble. I thank you for stilling our hearts today, for bringing us to a place of remembrance of who you are in our lives. I thank you for this house that we have to gather together and to pray and to praise and to worship. And thank you for the message that you have for us today. Thank you for Pastor Marsha and the gifts that you've given her for the passion that she has, Father, to bring your word and to bring it with boldness and courage. I thank you for what you're doing in this house, in this ministry of House Church Tulsa, how you're growing us, God, in deep ways, ways that change us and transform us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for beautiful flow in this service as the children go back. God, thank you for being with them. May they be blessed as they gather together and have their time. We thank you for all of the great and wonderful things that you're doing for us, and it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amber, you want to come up? morning. Peace to those who feel shell-shocked by the announcement of an invasion on foreign lands, by images of war being flashed across the screen as you eat your breakfast on the couch. Peace to the ones who feel an invasion in their own souls, and to those who ache for the vulnerable but feel so helpless from thousands of miles away. Peace especially to those who witness another's pain and do not look away. You are the beloved in Christ. Peace to the ones who, in times of disaster and distress, take stock of their lives by asking endless questions like, are you okay? Are we okay? Am I okay? How could they have let this happen? 
could God have let this happen? Is God even real? Well, sometimes the best way to get a glimpse of God is to have lunch with a friend. You are the beloved in Christ. Peace to those who suffer in sadness, because at least then you won't be disappointed. The ones who are afraid to take up their mat and step into the unfamiliar. Peace to those who have worked so hard for so long to be happy. And now you're just so, so tired. What if joy is actually the oxygen that you need to survive? You are the beloved in Christ. Peace to you like hitting all green lights on your way home. Like singing in the shower and sounding like Adele. Like love taking a special interest in you. Peace to you like all of your favorite bands staying together forever. Like your favorite food never leaving the menu. Like knowing that you belong here. You are the beloved in Christ. Peace to you. <laughs> They're always perfect. They're always exactly what we need. Thank you, Amber. All right. Let's do grace and peace and just want to remind you to be mindful of everybody. And... Uh, Say hello and with a mask or not a mask, whatever you choose, but be mindful of each other. And when you come back, we'll do some worship.
अच्छा अच्छा trying to hear each other well anything in our monitors. bring one to us too. <laughs> All right, House Church, if you want to stand and worship with us, I want to encourage you this morning to use your voices and sing loud. I love to have your help when we're singing together. I love to hear your harmonies and your voices. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. You're worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Let's do that again. You're worthy of every song we could ever sing. Come on. You're worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. 
Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Holy and holy. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Let's sing it again. I hear your voices. They sound beautiful. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. You're worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you, Jesus. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Come on, holy and holy. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Oh, fill me with your love, your love, your love. Oh, fill me with your love. those around me and holy 
with your love show us who you are I will build my life and I will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation i will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken We will not be shaken. Oh, <laughs> oh we will not be shaken. No, no. We will not be shaken. Oh, we build our life. We build our life upon your love. It's a firm foundation, Jesus. Oh. I will build and I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone. And I will not be shaken. Let's do holy with just the voices. <laughs> and holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. 
Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Amen. <laughs> you guys are awesome. God, I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. And God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom, you know just what to do, yeah. God, I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed. Give me wisdom, yeah, to see things like you do. And God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom, you know just what to do, yeah. How about we start again? What do you think? I think our timing is way off. <laughs> take two. We take two. <laughs> Let's go. We'll start from the chorus. And I will love you. And I will love you, Lord, my shield. And I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever, all my days, I will love you, God. Let's do that again. That was pretty amazing. And I will love you, Lord, my strength. And I will love you, Lord, my shield. And I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever, all my days, I will love you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Forever all my days, hallelujah. Hallelujah, my 
strength. I will love you, Lord, my shield. I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever, all my days, I will love you, God. <laughs> you know, I heard last week the importance of collaborating, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> You're collaborating with us in worship. You're helping us this morning, and we're so appreciative. And this song, um, well, this is, I think this is like the house church theme song. Like this song, the best is yet to come. This is our song. We've had it from the beginning of time, and our beloved Paige Hackett wrote this song. And I believe she wrote it for house church. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's sing this together. And then Marsha's going to bring an amazing message for us this morning. Whatever it looks like. Whatever it looks like, God. Yeah. Whatever it looks like. Yeah. Whatever it looks like, God. Yeah. Whatever it looks like. Yeah. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. Whatever it looks like, God. Yeah. Whatever it looks like, yeah, yeah. Whatever it looks like, God, yeah. Whatever it looks like, yeah. Our best, our best is yet to come. Our best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God, be it unto me. Our best is yet to come. Our best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. Whatever it looks like, God. Oh, whatever it looks like. Oh, whatever it looks like, God. Hey, whatever it looks like, yeah, the best is yet to come, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, be it unto me, God. Be it unto me the best. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Oh, come on. 
Come on, one more time. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. <coughs> the best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me, whatever. Whatever it looks like, God. Yeah. Whatever it looks like. Yeah. Come on. Whatever it looks like, God. Yeah. Whatever it looks like. Yeah. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. Whatever it looks like. I won't sing for you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> but the best is yet to come. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team. Amazing. Awesome. You know what I love about it? You know, Heidi's up here. Her voice is still struggling from being sick. After the first song, Norma kept it going, just praising God, and we just kind of went all in. It, we're all family. This is not a show. This is, this is our worship. And we all participate in the worship. That's what's so great about house church, right? And so the message this morning is not a show. It's all, all of us, all together, all part of us. Amen. And The best is yet to come, and now I'm out of breath. <laughs> the breath, the breath is yet to come. <laughs> so this morning, it's kind of strange how things happen. I guess I found out officially on Friday that I was going to be giving the message. And normally, that would scare me to death. Friday? No, I have a full day Friday. I have to work Saturday. No, 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 no. When Heidi reached out to me, I already knew that morning. I just wasn't listening. As I was working, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not reaching out to Heidi. Heidi was patient. She reached out to me at 11. And I said, I know, I'm preaching on Sunday. <laughs> but it made me nervous, right? Because I was like, no, this can't happen. This is not how I do things, right? How I do things. God does it a different way. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about being under construction. 
um, it's probably ev why I would come up with this is because of the work I do. But I've been watching these people on Instagram. They bought some land and their process of building and stuff like that. And they finally um, got the foundation laid. I'm going to take a minute. But I know we're family. Do what? Yeah, I'm so. <laughs> Can I get an amen in the back? <laughs> okay, so the foundation was poured and most of the framing was up. The roof was in place, but no shingles. And then a big storm came in, right? And it rained off and on for a couple of days. So the couple worried about their house. They're not building it, other people are building it. They went to the house, and when they got there, they were just like in shock, right? And their living room happened to be sunken in a little bit. And so when they walked into the house, there was like floating. <laughs> there was like a dirty swimming pool in their living room with two by fours floating on the water. Of course, the workmen, you know, the workers were there. So there's, they're tracking mud in and out. So there's mud everywhere. Stuff outside, there's trash everywhere and everything. And um, um, I lost my place there. What's interesting is in all of this, when you see something that you, you can't wait to see, right, in the building process, and there, you go there and it's a mess. They didn't decide at that moment, well, it's a mess now. We're done. We're going to stop building the house, right? It's never going to be what it is. Look at it now. There's no way it can come to be what it was. They didn't say that because they knew it was all part of the construction process, right? Um, you can't have a beautiful house without a little rain or ice, right? <laughs> Mud, sheetrock, or that, that beloved uh, sheetrock dust, right? Uh, the paint smell, uh, right? Or like for me, years ago when I started out hanging wallpaper, I was always the end process. And when the electricians and plumbers got there, there were little boxes and plastic wrappers all over the place, right? That's just all part of the process. process. And in the same way, we have to see the things uh, that are messy in our lives. We have to see them the same way. The things we struggle with, the things that seem out of place, as simply under construction. It doesn't mean it's not going to work out. That water in your living room, that disappointment, <laughs> hopefully not real water, <laughs> the betrayal, the delay, we may, we may not like it, but it's all part of the process. We are under construction. We can't become all we are created to be without some messy places. To the untrained eye, a construction site looks disorganized, random, but to the architect, it's no big deal. They're not worried. They do the plans. They know exactly where it's going. Our architect, our almighty God, designed a specific plan for our lives. The good news is the messy places can't stop our destiny. The delays, the things we don't understand, even the mistakes we've made, God's already taken them into account. We may not see how our dream could ever work out and we feel like we're stuck, but God is saying, you're right on schedule. <laughs> you're not a finished product. I'm still working on you. 
in Philippians 1.6, he says, What I started, I'm going to bring to completion. The enemy will whisper to you, not you. You have too many flaws, too many weaknesses. You've made too many mistakes. But just remind him, I'm under construction. I may, we may have some messy places, but God's not finished with us yet. Amen. <laughs> Paul said in Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece. We may not be there yet, but instead of beating ourselves up, or maybe that's just me, <laughs> and, living, and living that negative recording, you know, that goes on and on in our head on repeat, on repeat, right, um, of how we won't measure up. But, okay, let me, let me start over because this is important. We may not be there yet, but instead of beating ourselves up and living with that negative recording on repeat of how we don't measure up, our attitude should be, I am a masterpiece in the making. You are a masterpiece in the making. Then the old enemy, he says, but you still struggle with that. Yes, but I know a secret. I'm under construction. God is still working on me. I am not a finished product. You still have that temper. Yeah. You still say things you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, yes, but I'm better than I was last year. All right. I'm growing. I'm coming up higher. That <laughs> and I know, I know this. What God started, he is going to finish. We have to look beyond the mess and see the masterpiece in the making. God told Abraham that he was going to have a son and become the father of many nations. But he and his wife were too old. We all know the story. Too old, way past their childbearing years. They prayed, stood in faith for years, still no baby. Sarah said to Abraham, I have an idea. Why don't you sleep with the maid? My version of it, right? Why don't you sleep with the maid and give, and maybe God will give us a son that he promised? Uh, Abraham didn't even have to pray about that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no problem, honey, whatever you want. Uh, so he ended, up <laughs> he ended up sleeping with the maid. They had a son and named him Ishmael. <laughs> they were so excited. They finally had their baby. God said to Abraham, Sarah, that's not my promised child. That's your own doing, not mine. Right? And this cause caused all kind of strife and division in their family. Sarah got mad at Abraham. What were you thinking about sleeping with her? You told me to do it. Well, don't listen to me. Can you, hear, can you just hear that conversation? What do you, why listen to me now, right? Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to get out of that. <laughs> Abraham and Sarah were at odds arguing with each other. If that wasn't bad enough, Sarah got so upset with the maid, she gave Abraham an ultimatum. Either she goes and her son, or I go. And so uh, Abraham had to make the, he felt really bad about it, but he had to make the hard decision and he had to send his, the maid and his son out into the desert. Now, Abraham is considered the father, to be the father in our faith. And you would be hard-pressed to find 
a more dysfunctional family, right, than them. He was in a messy place. He had a baby with the maid. There was strife, trouble, and division in the house. Most people would have written them off and thought, it's too late for you guys. You need to be on reality TV, (laughs) right, like the real housewives of the Bible. (laughs) You have so much drama in in your house. That's what we would do, but God looked at them. God looked at them and said, under construction. The messy places were all a part of the process. It may be uncomfortable. You don't understand it. You may have brought the trouble on yourself, but it's not a surprise to God. Yeah, when God designed your plan, he took that into account. Despite their wrong choices, despite their dysfunction, at 90 years of age, God caused Sarah to conceive and give birth to Isaac, the promised child. If Abraham and Sarah saw their their promise come to pass after all that mess, what makes us think God is not going to bring to pass what he promised for you and me? Come on. If he does that for that... He's going to do the same thing for us. Well, Marsha, you don't even know my situation. It's way too messy. It couldn't be any messier than theirs. Why well, have water in my living room, mud on my floors? You're under construction. That's all it is. That's a part of the process. It doesn't mean that God's not going to finish what he started in you. It's just a little messy right now. Here's how amazing our God is. It says in Romans 4.20, that Abraham didn't waver in his faith, right? Having a baby with a maid, I might be judging, I don't know. Having a baby with a maid, to me, might be wavering. It, it might be wavering. Being impatient, trying to make things happen on our own strength. That's, that I'm talking to me because I do that all the time. Having to kick somebody out of your house seems like wavering. But the great news is, God doesn't see the construction process as wavering, right? He doesn't consider the mess in your lives as wavering. It's part of the process. The the mistakes Abraham made, the strife, and all that dysfunction, God didn't hold it against him. In fact, in Hebrews 11.20, God called Abraham one of the greatest examples of faith. I think it's time we stop beating ourselves up, right? For the messes we may have in our life right now, the things that we've gone through, like I've done it and I've done it and I've done it, but we keep going and we keep trying. It's time. Sometimes we're the ones, we beat ourselves up more than anybody else. It's time that we start being nice to each other. Why is that, Marcia? Why is it? We're just under construction, Everybody has messes. Everybody has things that they're going through. It's okay. It's a part of the process. When God brings you to completion, he delivers you from addiction, whatever that is, whatever your addiction is in your life. He, when he turns your family around, he's not going to remember your weaknesses. He's not going to bring up the past mistakes and failures. God knows we're under construction. We all have messy places. We all make mistakes. We all have things to overcome. And that's not going to keep us from becoming the masterpiece 
it's only temporary, guys. The mess is only temporary. It's not going to last. One of the worst mistakes that we could make is to go through life against ourselves, focused on our failures. Man, that hit home hard to me. At 59 almost, I'm thinking, man, the regrets. Man, I wish I, I wish I would have, right? right? Um, but focused on our failures, on the times that we blew it, the times that we failed, we have enough people and circumstances already against us. Don't be against yourself. We have to be at peace with being under construction. It's okay to have messy places in your life, y'all. It may be uncomfortable, and it may last a long time, a short time, but it's okay. Because why? We're under construction. We're going to have some messy places, some things we don't understand, some weaknesses that you haven't overcome yet. The enemy will work overtime. That's that repeat. He'll work overtime reminding us of everything we've done wrong, how you're not going to reach your destiny. Instead of believing those lies, going around feeling guilty, having no passion for anything, why don't you turn it around, right? We need to turn it around. We need to say, God, thank you for still working on me. Thank you for hanging in there with me with my mess and my messes. Just like Abraham, despite my short, our shortcomings, despite our failures, we're still, God's still going to get us to where we're supposed to be. When we live like that, thanking and praising God, God will say about you and hanging in there during the messy times, God will say about us what he said about Abraham. You did not waver in your faith. Look at them. They kept going and going and going and wading through their messes and kept going and kept moving up and up and up. I want God to say that about me. Marcia Foley did not waver in her faith. We see this with Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. He was hot-tempered, used bad language. One time we know the story, he got mad and cut the ear off that dude, the soldier, you know. <laughs> one moment he was defending Jesus right? And another moment, he was denying Jesus, swearing that the authority is that he didn't know him. People could have looked at him and said, Peter, you're a mess. You have issues. That dude's got issues. But God looked at him and said, under construction, the difference between how people saw him and how God saw him, God had the plans, like the architect on the house. God knew the plans for Peter, People just saw his flaws, his hot temper, his instability. This is why it's so important that we don't judge people. It's important we don't write anybody off. They have a strange personality. You ever notice that? It's weird. Their humor is weird. Look at how they dress, right? And automatically it's human. We're like, hmm, what's up with that person? We were judging them and we don't even know. God's got a plan for them. We don't know about. We don't know what God has designed for them. We see the we see people that make mistakes, have weaknesses, and we think, boy, <laughs> they're never gonna get it together. We don't realize they're under construction. God is still working on them. I have enough weaknesses, honestly, of my own to deal with. 
I don't have time to judge anybody else about their weaknesses. I love the fact that Jesus chose Peter, even though he was hot-tempered, impatient, and all of those things. He didn't choose him because he was perfect. He chose him because he had the blueprint. He knew he wasn't a finished product. Peter ended up, as you guys know, becoming one of the most influential and respected leaders. What I'm saying is, where you are now is not necessarily important. You hear me? Where you are right now in your life is not necessarily important. It's where you're going. The mess and mess, messes, that's not right. The mess and what? Messes? Messes. I don't know why I had messes here. <laughs> Spell check failed me. Okay. <laughs> but the mess, the mess you have right now, the messes, whatever they are, they do not disqualify you. You hear me? Your messes and what you've been through, what you're going through does not disqualify you. The mess just means you're under construction, guys. we got to give ourselves a break. When you see other people that look like they have it all together, don't feel bad about yourself because I'm telling you, everybody's under construction somewhere in their life. It, they may not look like it, but they still have some messy places. Here's the point. Let God make you and mold you. Stay pliable. I remember as a kid, one of the stories that just stuck with my head about the potter and the clay for some reason. It's funny it hit me. That's probably like I was young, fourth grade, third grade. But you know when you get that fresh thing of Play-Doh, and you're like no child has got it, and it's blue, and it's all blue, and there's not red and green in there. You know, it's fresh, and you can mold it and everything, you know. We have to stay like that, not with the lid off where it's hard and you try to make something and it crumbles. We have to, we have to stay like that fresh Play-Doh, stay pliable, open and willing to listening to God in the, uh, and on the calling of our life. We should be better this year than we were last year. Don't let the mess become permanent. The addiction, whatever you're addicted to, hot temper, negative attitude, whatever. We have to keep growing and resisting that temptation, saying no to those things every time, guys, every time we do the right, th right thing. The next time it gets a little bit easier, right? It gets a little bit easier. There's nothing wrong with being under construction. But there's something wrong with not making any progress. We have to do our part. We have to be willing to change. And God, this is the best part, God will do his part. He'll help us to come up higher, right? We don't want to stay like this, right? And sometimes we're like this and we go down, but we always want to come up higher. We want to be higher is the goal. That's right. So what I'm saying is trust God while you're under construction. Trust God in your messy places. You know, you can't find anyone in the scripture that didn't, uh, that did something significant that didn't have messy places. Times they didn't understand. Times it wasn't fair. Man, have you ever been somewhere? I'm like, this is not fair. Why, again, it's not fair. Times they felt disqualified. I'm not worthy to do that. Look at my messes. I can't do that. But like Abraham and Sarah, it all came together in the, in the end. They went from construction 
to completion. Here's the, here's the key. We can't properly judge the construction process without the plans. We, c- we can't judge it without the plans. You may think you're done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm done with this. I can't do it again. I'm done. You may think you're done and finished. I've made too many mistakes. I've missed my destiny. Man, I missed my chance. If you had the plans, and that's what they said, and I could read it, that that's what it was, I would agree with you. Yeah, you're right. But the problem is we don't have the plans. We have no idea what God has planned for us. God said in Jeremiah 29 11, I know you guys know this, the, the plans I have for you are for good and no harm and to give you a future and hope. Um, Eve or Amber, you want to come up and start playing while I kind of finish here after making a mess? I apologize. Thank you. I, I'm under construction. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> well, God has planned for you does not end in defeat. It doesn't end in failure. It doesn't end in the things that you're addicted to, in the dysfunction. Our story ends in victory, y'all. It ends in victory. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. One time in our life? No. Twice in our life? No. Always. Always God will cause us to triumph. I heard it said a long time ago that it stuck in my head, and I don't even, I don't think it's in the Bible. It may be. I didn't Google it, so there you go. (laughs) But it said, God always ends in all is well. If all is not well, then it's not the end. There are things, if there are things holding you back, things out of place, things that are messy, still messy, they go away, they come back, that means you're under construction, guys. Give yourself some grace and mercy like God gives you. It's okay. It's okay to be under construction. That's where we're supposed to be, right? God's not done with us. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. It's not over. God is our architect. He has the plans. He knows what he has for our future. God is still working on us. And that's why I love this last song, because the best is yet to come for you guys, for me, for House Church. We're just getting started. For the best is yet to come, y'all. Now we come to the part is one of my favorite parts. It's a time of remembrance um, for us. Um, <laughs> it makes me emotional because you know I love me some Jesus. Oh, man. He 
loves us so much. He sacrificed so much for us. I don't even think we realize um, what all he did for us. I mean, everything is gone, guys, right? The old is gone. The new has come. We have an opportunity. Man. So as we do communion this morning, remember the bread for his body. He died on the cross for us and the juice for the blood, for the forgiveness of our sins. Man, we don't have to worry about that ever again. Our messes, it doesn't matter. They're covered. That's right, Pastor Heidi. They are covered. We are covered. When you come this morning, just remember the sacrifice he made and how much he loves each and every one of us to this day so that we may have a new life. Go ahead and come. You can go ahead and come. You can come. I'm going to pray while you come. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your love. We thank you for everything that you're doing through us and in us. And we love you so much. Amen. Go ahead and come. Amen. You can go ahead and take it right here. Just a quick reminder that there's several ways that you can worship during this time. You can light a candle at the cross. You can come over and put a, a stone in the water as remembrance of things that are heavy to you that you're giving away. You can journal a little bit, <clears throat> whatever you need. Take your time.
ahead and taking your communion already. You can go ahead and do that. Our Pastor Bonnie had a special request. So we're going to ask her to come up and do it. <laughs> surrounded by some of the strongest, most amazing women and men in the world, and I am privileged to be part of this church. It was fun for me to show up to this church today as if it were less like a church I go to. I just go here. I go here to this church. This was interesting and fun to me to be on that side of it and to hear such beautiful ministry of the word and ministry of music and to feel your presence and your hearts with us and in this space. There is room in the house for you. There is room in the house for difference. The definition and the difference between belonging and fitting in, when you fit in, it just means you just look and act like everybody else in your group. But when you belong, you get to be your unique self and still get to go and still be celebrated in the space. And that's what I love about this church. There is no cookie-cutter faith. There is no cookie-cutter tenets of faith. Yeah, I think they were looking at the back. Mm. Okay. Y'all still with us? Maybe you are. Um. I feel like Linda Swally might have some, some prophetic words to share, but I'm going to let, uh, yeah, I love you guys. Um. Linda, if you were here, I'd give you the mic. But um, I just appreciate the spirit of this church. I appreciate the, the love and the patience with which you hold everybody. I appreciate the time and the way in which you have uh, covered me and my family in prayer and the way in which we cover all of each other. I, I just love you for having a message and knew it before she called before it, it was to come, the Holy Spirit just prepares each one of us. I love this message. My favorite part is that even if you did it to yourself, <laughs> I was imagining myself on that construction site, and maybe we had already had some covering, but then in a fit of rage, I just went and pulled it all off, and then the storm came. I did that. I did that myself. <laughs> I did it. It's like the psalmist, how I always say, even if I make my bed in hell, <laughs> behold, thou art with me. I always see God as like, are we done here yet? Are you, do you want to get out yet? Because <laughs> any time you want to go, I'm ready to take you. Because the world would say, you made your bed, now lie in it. That's never God. 
You always make your bed, but God will always help you get out of it. Always. Always. Who else has made your bed? It's nobody else but you. Nobody else but you did that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just coming up here to say hi. I was just coming to say hi. And <laughs> just coming to say that. <laughs> so our, one of our beloveds who started the ministry with us eight years ago, we're, we're celebrating eight years, y'all, eight years of ministry at House Church. And there is one person, there are two people, there are three, there are five, hey, if you still have five people with you after eight years, I say you're doing a good job. <laughs> and so it's, it's you and you and Vicki Williams and Christina Foley. From the very beginning, from the very, very, very beginning, very, very beginning. And, um, but we're celebrating eight years and the best is yet to come. Now Paige is um, was right with us from the beginning. She was in her pajamas in the living room playing her guitar on Sunday mornings when we would have cupcake communion together, cinnamon roll communion together at house church in the living room. Cinnamon roll communion, I say yes to cinnamon roll Jesus. We said yes to Hawaiian Jesus. And, um, and she wrote a song. And just a few years ago, she um, sang it to me in a memo on her phone. So she just pushed the record button, put it down, and she was sitting. Now, remember, does any, was anybody here with Paige? Y'all remember Paige and her singing and stuff? Yeah. Um, this memo recording that she made for me, she was sitting in a chair, like a, it sounded like a rocking chair that creaked. So I imagine her, and Paige has a big presence. When she starts to rock in the spirit and starts to move, like the atmosphere starts to ripple and, and things begin to move and, and the voice changes a little bit and some things start to happen. And, and this recording if you're interested, I'll let you listen to it because it's on my phone. That chair begins to creak. I hear that wooden rocking chair. And she starts to pull back as she's singing. She's like, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And that rocking chair is starting to creak a little bit. And she calls me bonsai. And she said, she said, my little bonsai, she always called me my little bonsai. She said, bonsai, the best is yet to come. And she does what only Paige can do that really ministers to me. She began to pray over, over the ministry and over the things in the spirit. She began to sing over it in, in the spirit while that rocking chair was just creaking. And I was just wondering if we could sing that chorus one more time before we go. But this is what I would love to do. Can we get up and maybe socially distance? 
but kind of get in a little muddy little circle right in here where we can kind of look at each other. Doesn't have to be a big, big old arky circle. Just, uh, just right here. So just stand up and start making a little circle. You don't have to hold hands. Remember how in the old days I used to make you hold hands? <laughs> However you feel safe, I, I know that not everybody's going to feel safe. Y'all can see. Linda, you can see. Brian's, you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to get to you, Linda, in just a second, okay? I love you. I love that you're with me. <laughs> I love that you're with me. I'm holding your hands because I love you. What did he say? <laughs> what it looks like right. Yay. Whatever it looks like. Hey. Whatever you look like right. Hey. Whatever it looks like. Hey, the best is yet to come, the best is yet to come, be it unto me, God, be it unto me, the best is yet to come, the best is yet to come, be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. Now, hold on just a second. There are some people in this house who may have thought that your best years were behind you. You may feel like that water in your living room just never has left, that it's just stayed there and it's become a muddy mess. Year after year after year, you think, okay, I'm supposed to, they're supposed to get cleaned up. Who's going to help me? You're not alone. Come on, 15, 20, 30, 35 years of having the same mess in the living room of your heart. I see you. You're not alone. <laughs> Marsha had a word of God for you. It was a word for this house today. You need somebody to help you clean up that living room? We're right here. These people will take you to the roof, like Amber's been ministering to us. These people will take you when you're paralyzed and you can't move anymore. These people will take you. Oh, but it's too, it, <laughs> Hank, where are you? By now, he stinketh. Come on, your ministry, your, pre your presence of that Lazarus, come forth. By now, he stinketh. By now, this living room stench, it stinks by now. Jesus always shows up on our stuff. Always shows up when the time is past and the consequences have already started to roll in. And by now, he stinketh. You better listen to Hank when he preaches that message about Lazarus. It's never too late. There's something about the ever-present help in time of trouble, the Lord Jesus, who will reverse your curse, who will reverse that thing, 
who will cause you to triumph, there's something happening in this house, and it's happening in me. This is not the end, man. It's not. That's not the end. We may not know what it looks like. It may not, like 1 John 3, 2 said, we may not yet know what we shall be. But when I see <laughs> then I will be like him. I may see it a far distance off in that foggy forest coming near me, but guys, I'm staying with it. I want to see it come. And so the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. Best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. Whatever it looks like, God. Whatever it looks like, eh, whatever it looks like, God, eh, whatever it looks like, eh, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. say yes to that. You say yes with me? Yeah, yeah. Marcia, do you have a benediction or you want me to do this? And so, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. In this is love, not that we love and impress God, but that God loves us and gave God's self to be the mercy seat for our sin. In light of this glorious truth, let us be tender-hearted toward one another, because y'all are under construction. Now, I mean, my house is built, but you guys are still working. But, and let us be tender-hearted toward one another, one another, even as God in Christ has abundantly forgiven us. And as we have freely received today the word of life and truth and love, let us go and freely give. God bless you, House Church, this hour. And every hour of your day, hug on somebody, love on somebody before you leave. If Heidi said, if you want to be loved, if you don't, don't. Just love. Everybody wants to be loved. Love.